Welcome back to the Jim Leach Show on WMAY. A lot of developments in the last few days on the COVID front and more expected related to booster shots and vaccinations for kids and more. So to bring us up to speed on the latest, we are pleased to welcome Gail O'Neill, the Sangamon County Director of Public Health, back to the program. Gail, good afternoon. Thanks for taking the time. Good afternoon, Jim. Thanks for inviting me. Well, obviously, we we talked uh, recently when the government uh, gave its approval for people who had gotten the Pfizer vaccine uh, to receive booster shots for those 65 and older and younger people with underlying health conditions. Now, similar approval being given for Moderna and Johnson and Johnson, and um, uh, and now even uh, the possibility of mixing and matching. If you got one type of vaccine, you could get a booster from a different type of vaccine. So, help people sort. This this out, um, I guess, first of all, since the boosters became available first with Pfizer, but we know that as of last Friday, they were available for the others. What kind of interest are you seeing in booster shots so far? Well, we've had a, an increased interest, um, as we kind of expected. The people who got vaccines early on were ones that really wanted it, and they um, are following up and want their booster vaccines since it's been you know, over six months for sure since they got their final doses. So we have seen about, you know, two times or two and a half times more people than we have been recently. So I think we did Saturday morning 130 vaccinations where we might have been having 50 before. Uh, today it was busy for a little while and it's just kind of been steady. So we're happy that people are coming for their doses. Are, are we kind of at the end of the effort to get unvaccinated people to get their first shot? Have, have we sort of hit the point where it's like, well, if anybody really wanted it, they would have already gotten it by now. So let's put our energies into the boosters. Or uh, are you still trying to get folks to to come into the door for the first time? We still are trying to get people to come in for the first time. And I think there's been, um, you know, changes where DCFS put out rules last Friday that um, daycare workers were going to be required to be vaccinated. So I think we're still at the point where and we actually have had a couple people who had not vaccinated at all before have come in. That's not the majority, but we still want to get everybody to get vaccine if they if they will we know that the shots are available through uh doctor's offices a lot of chains like walgreens and cvs and hy V are offering them as well but from the health department's perspective uh what uh, vaccine doses uh, can you make available and how do people go about getting them do they need uh, with a booster for example to get an appointment to go online can they just walk in or drive up what's the process well, people can make appointments if they want to, but they're not necessary. It kind of helps us in planning to know how many people are coming. But um, I think it's 50-50 this, you know, lately. People just um, can come in. As you said, they can drive up or they can come in and we'll take care of them. We have uh, plenty of all three of the vaccines, the uh, Pfizer, the Johnson & Johnson, and the Moderna. So we're ready um, to serve people who want vaccinated. Okay, so you've got everything there at the health department, uh, all three of those. And so people can get, uh, I guess, whatever uh, brand they had the first time. But the government is now allowing mixing and matching. What do, what do you know about that? Uh, because I've, I've seen a lot of people asking on social media, should I try something different? Would that be more protective? Uh, what, what, are you, what are you telling people from a public health perspective? Should they stick with the brand they had used all along uh, or, or try something? something different just to see what happens. Well, I think that um, overall the doctors initially said, you know, it's a good idea to just keep with the same vaccine. But if you'd had some sort of reaction and want to try another one of the vaccines, um, they're all safe. So if you want to try another one of those um, 
it, it's a good idea. I mean, it will not hurt anything. That's also a guideline in case there's areas that don't have the, you know, all the variety that we have for ourselves. If there's some places that you know, only have one of the vaccines available, that it's okay to do that as well. Uh, we we know that uh, with the initial doses, some people did experience some side effects. I had what felt like a, a case of the flu for a few hours, and then it went away. What are you hearing so far about side effects from the booster shots, and, and are people experiencing them? Or are they generally, because they already have some you know built-in body reaction to that, uh, is it not quite as bad as it might have been with the uh, first or second doses? Yeah, we're not hearing a whole lot about it, so I'm assuming it's not not as bad. I know a few people that have had the uh, additional third dose and um, have really not noticed any problems other than maybe like a flu shot, a little bit of soreness at the site of the injection, but I have not heard of any um, really adverse reactions. We're talking with Gail O'Neill, director of the Sangamon County Department of Public Health, about these booster shots. And uh, Gail, as you noted, people can go online to make an appointment to get their boosters. We'll give that information at the end of our discussion here. It will also be useful information for parents of younger children, ages 5 to 12, because we are expecting, probably within a matter of days, to have final federal government approval uh, for those younger uh, individuals to be able to get the shot. Uh, Governor J.B. Pritzker held a news conference today to talk about the state's plans for that and the uh, roughly half a million doses or so that uh, are being uh, placed on standby uh, for vaccinating children ages 5 to 12. What are you anticipating when that final approval comes down and what, what sort of allocation of doses has Sangamon County been given for those younger recipients? Uh, they're starting out a lot of us with uh, 300 doses, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it but it is. And we always have access to you know vaccine very very readily. There's communities around us that don't use it as quite as rapidly, and within our community we've we've got a good network of vaccine. Plus we have a good uh, amount on hand. So I think just before they announce for sure they're going to send us at least 300 doses, and then they will be sending you know as many. I don't think we're going to have any trouble getting vaccine for the need. So I hope that it's crazy busy and we have to go pick up some all the time. Now, it's a, it's a different dose for children than for uh, teens and adults, right? Or, or am I mistaken on that? No, you're, you're correct. It's a, it's a half a dose. So the vials, that, and that's the other thing, the vials that we currently have, we'll be able to get twice as many out of. The ones that are coming will be um, the smaller dose vials. So you don't have so to we, get specially packaged versions of this for children. You just you only use half of the uh, the dosage rather than a full dosage when you're uh, getting it from the uh, the original Pfizer vials. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. So, yes. And the Moderna booster, actually, the one um, that's just available to everyone, is a smaller amount as well. So we will get more doses out that way. Uh, 300 doses. Do you do you know off the top of your head what the population of Sangamon County ages 5 to 12 is? Shoot, I don't, but I know it's more than 300. Yeah, <laughs> so, I was going to yeah, say, you, so. you said it, 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 it's, you know, it doesn't seem like a lot, but you think it is. But you're right. It doesn't seem like a lot because you got to figure there's a lot of parents out there who've been pretty stressed through all of this, knowing their children under 12 could not be vaccinated against COVID. Right. And so once these first delivery comes, I believe we're going to get it before the day that we're allowed to start using it. So we're able to start 
reporting on our own after that. This is just the first allocation to get it all through the state. Uh, we uh, got news today of three more deaths in Sangamon County from COVID-19, and two of those three were people who were fully vaccinated. Now, by my count, out of 285 deaths in the county, uh, 12 of the people who have died uh, have been fully or in one case partially vaccinated. That's a, a small percentage of the, the total number of deaths, but it's not insignificant. What is that telling you from a public health standpoint about the efficacy of the vaccine? Because a lot of people will point to that and say, see, you know, the, the vaccine still doesn't mean you can't get really sick and die. True. And it, um, I mean, you can. And most of the people that have, have uh, died in our community had, you know, many underlying health conditions as well. So it just seems that maybe the COVID was just the last illness that kind of pushed their health condition over to a way that they couldn't return or recover. Um, the, you know, and maybe they were, you know, well, six months past their vaccinations. You know, it's really a, um, yeah, none of these people died just from COVID. You know, the COVID might have been the last kind of just push push their immune system over the edge where they just could not fight it any longer. But from from your perspective, being vaccinated still gives you better odds than not being vaccinated? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the whole purpose of this is uh, to make sure that we have, you know, less uh, illness and strengthen your immune systems for severe disease in our population, for people those are, are at high risk. And that, you know, we don't want COVID to be the last um you know, the last illness that really pushes somebody into the ability to not be able to fight off their diseases. Gail O'Neill, before we let you go, uh, most of our conversations over the last year and a half has been just about entirely on COVID, but public health deals with a lot of other things. And we talked a couple of weeks back about Sangamon County animal control. And since then, we've seen new developments, including a, a letter of no confidence from animal shelter staff toward the director. We had new allegations raised over the weekend by the Friends of Sangamon County Animal Control and Meow Mobile. They'll be on the show tomorrow to talk about that. Uh, in light of all of, of that new information, coming out in recent days. What's the current situation at Sangamon County Animal Control, which, of course, the Department of Public Health oversees? Well, our current situation is that we are working and the staff works really diligently and hard to try to uh, provide the best service we can for this, the animals that are in our in our care. And um, we have had some um, respiratory illness go through our um, cat population, and we've been working with that. Our veterinarians been keeping track, and we're um, doing everything we can to get them back to good health. So, you know, it's it's unfortunate. Some of these things that we've, the allegations and information that's come out totally surprised me and was unaware of um, until we read it on Facebook or social media, so it's kind of hard to address some of those concerns. But as a, uh, as a department and as a, a team working together, we're cer- certainly working diligently to um, improve the, the uh, situations as they are. I mean, we, we do provide a very good service and um, we've had, you know, a tough year. Uh, the critics say this is a, a situation that needs urgent attention, but I know Chairman Van Meter has said there's ongoing investigations. He just wants those to, to play out. Uh, is this a, a situation that requires more immediate action or uh, is it okay to just wait and see where these investigations lead? Well, we're, we're doing things to, to try to improve um, especially with the illness that, that's going through with the cats. We're not stopping waiting, you know, <laughs> sit around and wait. We're um, putting in place a lot of infection control procedures, and our vets are working with us. Uh, some of the little animals that, um, the cats that 
you know, get, get this upper respiratory, then they're not very hungry, so we're getting extra help feeding them and those kind of things. So, yeah, it's not wait till the investigation's done. However, what some of those allegations were pretty, um, really pretty bad and could have been criminal, you know, if they're um, truly, if there's abuse and neglect and uh, misconduct going on. So we, we do want to address that, and that's what the investigation should point out to us. But in the meantime, we're doing our very best and uh, trying to take care of, of the community and our animals. Gail O'Neill is the director of the Sangamon County Department of Public Health. We always appreciate your time. Thanks. Thanks, Jim. Much more. Oh, Gail, before we let yes. you go, uh, yes. I, we, we promised we'd tell people at the end to get their appointment for that booster shot or maybe next week if we have approval for, for child vaccinations. Where do people go to do that? SCDPH.org, or they can call the hotline at 217-321-2606. Again, SCDPH.org or 217 uh, give me the number one more time. Three, two, one, mm-hmm. two, six, zero, six. I should have that memorized. Gail O'Neill, okay. thank you so much. Appreciate You're your time.